0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott.
0: It's Wednesday the 1st of May.
1: Coming up, concerns over new theme park planned for North Kent. It's very difficult for London Resort, I think, to create a a brand for itself in the same way that you have with Legoland, you have um, Disneyland, and that's the sort of thing that pulls people in.
0: Hedgehogs in decline across the county. There is less habitat for them now. There's far more building, um, new builds don't take into account that hedgehogs need to roam. And former Jules player who broke his leg twice says he never gave up on the sport.
2: It was that bad actually certain time you probably struggle to ever play again
0: Kent Online News there are concerns about whether a new theme park in North Kent will be able to attract enough visitors as it's revealed another entertainment company has pulled out of the project a deal between London Resort and Paramount was dropped in 2017 and we now know the makers of Wallace and Gromit are also no longer involved earlier this week we told you bosses who want to spend more than £3 billion building the park on the Swanscombe Peninsula between Dartford and Gravesend had signed an agreement with ITV Studios some of the rides and attractions will be based on children's shows Thunderbirds are go and Robo Zuna Phil's been chatting to Professor Richard Skase from the Uni of Kent who says that might not be as successful at bringing in the crowds
1: it's very difficult for London Resort I think to create a, a brand for itself in the same way that you have the Legoland you have Sea World, uh, you have um, Disneyland uh, and that's the sort of thing that pulls people in Uh, This is aiming to be the biggest tourist attraction in the whole of the UK. Its construction is going to be the biggest in the whole of Europe. But um, what brands are going to be used to, to bring people in? It normally has to be linked and locked to something like a cartoon. Disney, like for example SeaWorld, like for example Legoland, a clearly defined product or celebrity that pulls in uh, families who will spend money in having that kind of experience. I suppose the best example we have in Europe is Euro Disney.
2: And does it, did it maybe surprise you then when you when you saw this news because the ITV are looking to two main brands and um, and neither of them are particularly recognisable for a younger audience maybe maybe more for people who are in the thirties when they were younger but for, certainly for young children you know
1: surely the appeal was not there well I mean well, that, I find it rather surprising that ITV are getting involved with this when they don't have a clearly distinctive brand organized around a particular kind of program or a celebrity uh, the, the two brands they seem to be referring to at the moment are children's brands uh, now, children's brands come and go. And it's, therefore ver- and it's very expensive to, to promote a brand, to leverage a brand, to refresh a brand. And I don't think the two brands that have been mentioned so far are sufficiently strong enough to bring people to travel from quite large distances to come and watch those brands in action in terms of real life experience taken from the television screen.
2: So, of course, you're not convinced. But would I be able to push you for prediction in that case? Do you think this is maybe slightly destined to fail? Or do you think you know it, there is a market for it, but maybe it won't be as popular as our, as our cousins over in Paris, for instance?
1: Since pa- Paramount has pulled out and London Resort has taken over, uh, the whole thing's being dogged with problems. It's now due to open in 2024. Um, people living in the locality are now being more and more concerned. They don't believe it's going to happen. If it does happen, they're also rather concerned about that because of the congestion, because of the lack of infrastructure. And also there's the whole issue at the moment, of course, of blight. And some businesses at the moment are suffering. So instead of this project creating 30 jobs we could be in a situation where jobs are being lost because local businesses are not investing they're not growing because of uncertainties about this project which still seems to be very much up in the air uh, uh, and about which there seems to be a lot of secrecy and a little kind of detailed factual information.
0: You can watch our video reports on the story on Kent tonight on KMTV.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: Elsewhere today a school in a Kent village was forced to close earlier following a ram raid at a petrol station. A cash machine was stolen from the BP garage on Rye Road in Hawkehurst in the early hours of this morning. Parts of the ATM were strewn up and down Water Lane, preventing St Roman's School from being able to welcome students. Detectives are looking for a man who went into a house near Maidstone wearing a balaclava while a mum was at home with her two daughters. Natalie Burrows discovered the intruder when she went into her kitchen at Hillside Court in Wateringbury last night. He ran off off when she threw a wine glass at him and left the scene on a moped. A Kent head teacher has taken on the London Marathon to raise money to buy things like pens and pencils for her school. Rachel Haitley from Joyden's Wood Infants in Dartford says a funding crisis has also forced her to make some staff redundant. She completed the race on Sunday and managed to raise more than £4,000, which she says will be enough to support the school for half a year. Kent Online new- now, it's feared a drop in hedgehog numbers could affect biodiversity, as it's claimed most children in Kent have never seen one in the wild. Figures from the Kent Wildlife Trust show fewer than a 1,000 were spotted in the county last year, and experts say numbers have declined by 1,000. Third in the last ten years, Annette Risley works at Folly Wildlife Rescue in Tunbridge Wells, where they look after injured or unwell hedgehogs. Well, the reasons the hedgehogs come in to us are because they've been um, either caught in garden netting, that's um, fruit netting, or tennis netting, football netting, so that's one thing people could help by making sure there's there's not litter around Um, and there is less habitat for them now, there's far more building, Um, new builds don't take into account that hedgehogs need to roam Um, and so there's closed board fencing and
2: hedgehogs have no corridor to Rome anymore.
0: As you heard their new housing developments are being partly blamed for the gradual disappearance of hedgehogs. But there are things we can do to help them survive. Maureen Rainey is from the Kent Wildlife Trust and told us how we can encourage them to visit our gardens. Make sure you leave some fallen leaves and leaf litter underneath your hedges. In fact, getting rid of fences and having hedges instead of fences is brilliant because the word hedgehog comes from hogging the hedge, which is its original description. um, In the old days, Hedgehogs would live in the hedgerows, which is one of the reasons why they have declined so severely since the Second World War. Because we've grubbed out a lot of our hedgerows, but in our gardens we can replicate this quite easily. So we're building up these corridors for the hedgehogs to move around. The charity set up a new scheme called Wild About Gardens, where volunteers help people make their outside space more wildlife friendly.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: A Kent footballer who ended up signing on at the job centre after breaking his leg twice has been telling us how he never gave up on the sport. Craig Stone was released by Gillingham under former boss Mark Stimson and suffered a severe injury while at non-league Ebbsfleet. He went on to play for Dover and Maidstone and is now back at the Jills as a coach. On this week's KM Football podcast he says when he first broke his leg it was career threatening. I
2: was just starting to um Make a little bit of noise if you like, and there was rumours that um, whether um, true they were that um, the England C team were looking and and stuff like, that. and they were quite interested and and yeah then and then the injury come along and then it was away at Wrexham and that kind of changed everything if you like. It was and, a bad one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was a double break, um, Tib fib just below the knee, um, so it was that bad that actually. Certain's the time you probably struggled to ever play again um, because of the the height of it and because it was so close to the knee. It couldn't be pinned or plated, so it was going to be um, heal itself, which is always a risk. With kind of how it heals and how long you have to spend in plaster. And so they said you're probably going to struggle to ever play again. Um, and then what you was know, that
1: like to hear that?
2: Um, it, it was tough. It, it was really, really hard. Um, and, and I'm kind of a character. Wouldn't listen to that anyway. Uh, I'll be honest. It, 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 I wouldn't listen, and I didn't listen. Um, and probably should listen more than I, more than I do. Um, but you know, when someone tells you you're not you're going to struggle to play, I just thought, well, you're a surgeon, you've never really played football, so you know we've got physios and stuff that will be able to sort all that problem out. Um, it's not until you're actually involved, and once you actually sit down and and you you're sort of a couple of months into that that injury, that you think, actually, am, am I? You know, actually, he he was probably he could have been right, and it 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 was it was horrible, real horrible experience. And I know you know there's there's many players that have been through it, which is which is a shame that so many players have been through it. You know, a good friend of mine, Pew you've had on here recently, um, has been through it, and I've kind of tried to help him as much as possible because you know it's it's a tough tough time, and you do feel like, um, especially when you've only ever played football, um, you have to reflect on what you're going to do with your time. You know, I had to go to um, a job center to sign on. You know, I, didn't, I literally didn't have a single penny to my name because M3 couldn't continue to pay me. Um, that was after the second, the second time. So I broke it once, double break, come back from rehab, um, jumped, landed, and it broke again in the same place. It wasn't quite ready. So I was then sort of in plaster again. I did the whole process over again. Um, so I'd literally just come out. I'd been running for a few weeks, running with a bit of a limp. And the physio, I said to the physio, look, how are we going to... And he said, look, to, to stop you from running with a limp, you gotta make it stronger. I said, Okay, what do I have to do to make it stronger? Well you need to do some bounding, we need to do some jumping and strengthen it up. So that's what I did, jumped that uh it was at the stadium actually was training there, jumped, landed, felt my foot go, and that was it. It was like um a cartoon character where it just um massive lump on my on my shin. Got up on crutches, walked to the physio room and, and knew from then on I'm I'm and now I'm really struggling. You know, that's the second time it's broken. My wife turned up and was beside herself, and and uh, obviously then that second time, it was a couple of about a month or so in, just literally come out of plaster, and um, you know they paid me all the way up to them, which was great, and he just said, look, we can't continue to pay you, we don't have the finances, we just don't have it, and I was like, but i mean, plaster, what what what, what do you want me to do with my life then? What, what am I supposed to do now? And he said, well, I don't I don't know, these the answers I don't know, but we just it, it can't be us, we just can't do it, so yeah, I had to, I had to kind of go and sign on i had to i had to go down the job center and they kept tr- trying to find me jobs they said well, what can you do and i said well not a lot someone crutches <laughs> you know and um it was strange very strange it was trying to find me some jobs and then i'm thinking well i'm gonna go me a football once once i'm fit again I'm, i don't need any of this like it's i just need me 80 pound or whatever it was <laughs> you know just, that's all i needed i said it's only what's just so i can eat just so i can survive you know i just need that um so they were trying to find me jobs and I was signed on for probably, I don't know, three, four months until I was literally able to do some rehab. Um and then it was kind of like I went and you know, I went off and did the rehab and, and struggled, found it hard, my ankle wouldn't really move because it'd been in plaster for so long. My leg had lost so much muscle it was it was untrue. When I took the cast off for the final time, you know, my dad came with me and he said, You're right? I said, Yeah, I'm fine. He said, You sure you're alright? I went, Nah. And I was sick you know it made me you know, i was i was physically sick where my leg had just felt like it was literally waving it was just a bit of skin, you know there was no muscle, and there was nothing there and and I had felt my leg out of plaster probably for a good maybe eight twelve months in in total when you look at the both together um so it was uh so so yeah and 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 then you kind of i got back to part fitness i would say i was i was able to jog. I was able to uh literally jog not sprint, it was more just jog and I could pass the ball with it. Um, and I was starting to uh to get a little bit more sort of enthusiastic back in the game again. But there were so many issues in terms of my ankle and, and different problems that were that I've had to kind of go along with and and, and and yeah, it was it was it was tough. And I thought about giving up, I thought about not carrying on playing as you as you do, kind of thing and, and whether I could actually play. Um but as, as I say, I don't really listen to, to people when they tell me they can't. Um, and, and I always had the... the the drive to go and make sure that i got back at some level
0: and finally the artists shortlisted for this year's turner prize have been announced work from all four of them will be exhibited at the turner contemporary gallery in margates in the autumn and the winner will be announced in december that's it for now but for more news throughout the day you can head to kentonline.co.uk
1: news you can trust this is the kentonline podcast